0: Creative brain candy by creators for creators. I think we should try something we've never tried before. What do you think? I'm I'm down. <laughs> you're, you're down to punch I, the clown. We're gonna try whatever.
1: Yeah, I'm down, down for pound town. Whatever. So
0: Okay, what I'm going to do is I am going to start right now. I hit the start button, 30 minutes in the web browser. We're going to try to do this episode as if it we were live. We, we've never tried this before. We're just going to put a timer, run with it, and hopefully the only thing I might have to do is, I don't know, maybe bleep some swear words. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Let's
1: do this. You're listening to Eyes Forward March, a podcast geared towards building the core of the non commissioned officers. Heat up your MRE, crack open a cold rippet, and join your platoon daddies, Sergeant Bacon and Sergeant Seaguar, as they continue to build networking skills, have some laughs, uplift morale, and talk about daily issues soldiers face. Let's begin. Mm. Yeah, I <laughs> mm. <laughs> haven't been practicing the old kazoo
0: lately. But yeah, it sounds it we'll sounds it a little up. rusty. I what was that rusty kazoo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that a new slang term? I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, I am Sergeant Seagar, and with me, as always, the lovely, the talented, the salty. Sergeant Bacon, the face of the place. I think he'll tell you. Wait, tell him.
1: I Hey, it is me, Sergeant Bacon, the face of the place, the CBC network, the man. The myth. Well, I don't know if there's much of a myth there. <laughs> no. I'm not a legend yet.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We do what we can do. Um, yeah. Let's uh, Again, we're going to try this as if we're live. We're not going to. Uh, the goal is little to no editing right yeah so let's see what happens we got twenty seven forty five left on the clock um there's nothing in the mailbox or blah, there's nothing in the mail bag uh, the mailbox so, yeah the mailbox the mailbag there's nothing in there there never is other than maybe a receipt for um zoom or whatever bill i have to pay uh maybe a few boner pill ads but there's nothing in there i, I don't know what fan number one is doing what's his what's his deal
1: He's been playing uh MLB the show or
0: something. So oh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh <laughs> apparently he I don't know, maybe he's listening, or maybe uh Corporal Cat Lady is listening. Our uh weekly stats shot up for no reason. Hey. Corporal Cat Lady sells, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh actually, for whatever reason, we had a large number of listeners to episode number one, and then it seemed like they jumped to episode 16, I believe, and I don't know, maybe they just were like, man, what's going on with this?
1: All right, we'll see where we're at. Episode one, you know, was kind of a mess, but
0: here we are. (laughs) Like, I think all of them have been a mess, except for the MRE episode, to be honest with you. Eh, Talking shit. (laughs) You'll have that. Yeah. Um, before we get into our main subject, I I, I want to pimp some talent on the Creative Brain Candy Network, uh, and that is spoiler they die, which is a uh, kind of like a true true crime type of podcast, but with a little bit of a twist. I, I guess I would just call
1: it straight up true crime. Yeah. Although they are fucking hilarious.
0: They are hilarious. Um, We are both fans. Uh, We both listen very regularly. Um, And I don't know if you had a chance to listen to uh, the episode. um, What is it? 51. Uh, Yeah, it's 51. uh, The West Memphis three. It's part two. And in the in the beginning, uh, you know how like they always do. They like to chat it up and, you know, like we do. Uh, yeah. they were talking about how they wanted to kind of pimp different talent from different platforms, uh, that they think deserve recognition. And, uh, they had a little trouble figuring out, um, what something was, uh, they were actually pimping a, um, a TikTok user, I guess. And they were trying to figure out the handle and tell you who to go check out and, um, I found it really funny, and I, I figured we have to give some. Uh, we have to throw some garbage at them. Uh, we love them, but we have to give some garbage. You haven't heard this, have you? No, I'm I'm saving myself for the completion. Uh-uh. I I hate cliffhangers,
1: so yeah. I, I treat them like a uh, like a Netflix series where I can just binge and sure. I'm done.
0: You yeah, know. which is um, which is a great reason to use Stitcher. Yes, which I found out was actually Stitcher is owned by Sirius XM. Ah I did not know that, but uh I listen to Howard Stern and uh he he does this uh skit every once in a while. Um and it's like this long name, Sirius XM, Stitcher, blah 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 blah, whatever. Uh it's just they make fun of how the fact that Sirius is just becoming this really long name of multiple things that are combined. But that's besides the point. Uh is a great platform because it allows you to choose when and how you want to listen to your podcasts.
1: Yeah, you can set up the queue.
0: So So anyway, uh let me play a clip real quick. This is what I was talking about right here, and then uh and then we'll we'll see what your reaction is. Uh I I hopefully this isn't that big of a spoiler At for you. G V underscore V G. So like gamma violet underscore violet gamma. I fucking love
1: that you just used um you know what I'm trying to say, right?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Calling it Gamma Violet. Yeah, what what is that called? Ah oh, fuck. I keep wanting to call it Morris Code, but that's not it's it. not Morris code, I it's, know it's it's not. um military something. Military lingo. Anyway, just kidding. Nope. I totally know what it's called, but I just can't think of it right now.
1: <laughs> so the phonetic I, alphabet. The
0: phonetic alphabet and <laughs> Gamma. I love it. Gamma what I violet.
1: Love, what I absolutely love about those two is when they say the word Z right the letter z z right yeah.
0: Zed. <laughs> yeah uh it is in fact the phonetic alphabet uh there's several different variations of it um but uh i was listening to the episode uh i I'm, I'm the same way i hate uh cliffhangers and stuff like that but there's only a few podcasts that i listen to on a regular rotation spoiler they die is definitely one of them And, uh, that's about, I don't know, eight minutes or so into the episode. And I died laughing. And I said that I'm stealing that clip. That is going to be a part (laughs) of our next episode. Well, we may get some traction,
1: traction (laughs) on discord after this.
0: (laughs) It is the phonetic alphabet. Ladies. Uh, we enjoy listening to you. Keep up the good work. Uh, Can't wait for the next episode. All right. Well, uh, let's get into it, shall we? We're at twenty-two minutes. All right. I don't know why I'm going to keep calling out the time. Is that really relevant? What are you, uh, you will from uh, forge and fire?
1: (laughs) EFM podcasters, you have twenty-two minutes remaining. (laughs) Please pull your blades out of the forge. Get them into the quench.
0: Your podcast,
1: it will kill. <laughs> all right, podcasters, let's talk about your content
0: right here. <laughs> Overall, it will kill. <laughs> Speaking of content, um, I talked to you the other day and I am all about trying to find things that are relevant. And sometimes we have something that is relevant, that we can easily talk about. Sometimes it's something that's relevant that we can't talk about right then and there because we're just overly passionate about it and we don't want to get into an argument or, you know, not not arguments wrong. We don't want to get into a conversation that we're upset about, right? Yeah. You know, Um, so one of the issues that I recently realized that we have in my organization that is a problem and it's not a, ho- it's not a horrible problem. I I guess I can say that, but it is a problem and that's the sponsorship program. I don't know. I mean, are, are you familiar with the, the army sponsorship program?
1: Uh, yeah, I have a uh, working knowledge of it. I'm not well versed, but, have, uh, <laughs> have you ever,
0: have you ever had to like sponsor a soldier or anything like that? Or
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Especially, uh, oh, years ago, um, they would always right the leadership would always be off running around doing their stuff, and so they would find one of the senior specialists like myself, and uh, hey, you know, take so and so around, and you know, show them off to the first sergeant and the platoon sergeant and commander and all of them. So you'd spend half the half the weekend with this shadow uh trying to find leadership to introduce them to. So a supply, obviously supply is not going off around somewhere. Admin, you know how it is on a dry right. weekend when you're admin AGR of any kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's usually a line seven, eight people deep for each office to get in and talk to you. Um So over time and – I don't want to steal your thunder, but when we get into it, I can kind of go off on what we've done to improve that
0: uh with the you're right. the sponsorship program is you get a a new soldier to your organization, right It doesn't necessarily have to be that soldier who's brand new to the military, just graduated basic in a i t It could be that e five that e six or e seven maybe uh they're brand new to your organization. They don't know who you are, what you've done, who is the point of contact. So, that's the idea behind the sponsorship program. It's kind of like um, we talked about it uh, earlier, like the new higher orientation, orientation program.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. So we have new soldiers, and I guess this is more relevant. This this episode and this topic really stems more um towards the new soldier's brand new basic training AIT this is the first time that you're actually meeting that soldier or that that soldier is meeting you as an organization and so when the retention NCO who is responsible for saying hey I've got a new soldier um who's going to be the sponsor nobody comes forward and says oh this is going to be the sponsor this is where we're going to put that soldier and we so we just say hey uh sergeant snuffy is going to be the sponsor just because i i feel like that sergeant knows the organization and knows everybody and they're comfortable and so on and so forth and what i did when i when i said hey sergeant snuffy you're going to be the sponsor i just assumed that sergeant snuffy knew the ropes knew what to do it turns out he didn't. And the only reason why I know this is because the uh soldier ended up eventually getting to the platoon leader, and the platoon leader's like, So, hey, how's your first drill going? And thankfully, that soldier was very honest and gave really good feedback about what our sponsorship program is and what it looks like, and what their thoughts on our sponsorship program were. And I said, Wow, this is this is actually very enlightening because I had no idea, and I thought this would be a great conversation for us to do on this episode.
1: Right, no, for sure. Um, what I've noticed is a lot of times that sponsor that selected NCO or uh, senior specialist or whatever, right, uh, is just as lost leading this soldier around as the soldier he's leading, you know. Uh so, you know, you're looking at your sponsor sheet and you're like, all right, uh who's our unit retention counselor? Right. You're ask you're asking this brand new soldier who who the unit <laughs> retention counselor is. And it's like, um like, no, I should know that Sergeant, you know, Jones is the retention counselor and Sergeant Smith is the supply sergeant and Sergeant, you know, whatever, all the way down the line, I should know who these people are and where I can find them, what functional section they're in, so to say.
0: Absolutely. And um, as the guy who always seems to point out the regulations, the first regulation that I could find was AR 600-8-8, which is the total army sponsorship program. Now I'm not going to lie. This is a 33 page regulation, Really doesn't tell you a whole lot. But chapter five, yeah. Chapter five is for the National Guard, right? So I had to look at that because I was actually looking at um, I don't know, chapter three, I think. And I was like, all right, so I gotta go to ACT. And I went into act, I'm like, this, there's nothing here. What why is this out of date? What's going on? And then I realized, oh, chapter five is for us, which brings up a completely different system and so on and so forth. But it really doesn't give you a whole lot of guidance, right? But one thing that I want to say is that it does provide you at least a starting point if you look at it. And then there's training, which I enrolled in, but I haven't been able to take yet. I figured I'd be able to take it by now, but I haven't been. So we'll see how that turns out. I mean, yeah. hey, Army programs aren't fast, right? Um, I self-registered, didn't didn't come through. Um, but one of the things that I noticed is that The sponsorship program is for the National Guard isn't something that can happen in one drill weekend. I mean, is that fair to say?
1: Mostly, it can't. It can. It is
0: possible. It's possible, but I don't think you're getting sponsored if you do it in a drill weekend. I mean, mean, you've seen the checklist. There's 50 people you have to see and all these different things that you have to cover. To me, it's one of those things where it's like it's a two-drill weekend or a two drill to get through that entire sponsorship program correctly, especially with all the moving pieces and parts.
1: Unless you do what we do. And after Saturday formation, right? The first sergeant will put out either in the training schedule or at formation when you have them. 10 hundred, you meet in this room and we'll do the sponsorship brief. So then, the commander, the first sergeant, readiness, training, admin, supply, unit retention, everybody's in the same room at the same time. The new soldiers, the new sponsors f- throughout the company are all in, say, room 210. Each individual goes up, gives their spiel. I'm the commander. This is my policy. This is my first sergeant. He's followed by the readiness. Then you get each one of them all at one time. So you're not running around the entire weekend looking for readiness or first sergeant or the commander. So that's a way we've done it
0: to make it better. That's a phenomenal idea, actually. Right. I, I didn't even think about that, uh, in, in my organization, um, you know, the full-time staff, they go to the patching ceremony. They basically receive the new uh, soldiers information. And then we give that information to the leadership of whatever platoon or section that they belong to. And then we say, okay, who's going to be the sponsor? And we basically create the packet. We give it to the sponsor. And then the sponsor basically has to try to figure out how to get that soldier around to all these different sections. And the reason why I think that's brilliant is because if we have multiple soldiers come back, uh, I'll get pulled aside two or three times maybe to give the same speech. Yep. That, that's a great idea. And I'm actually going to bring that back to my organization and see if, hey, I got two soldiers coming back next month at 10 o'clock or whatever. Time works, yeah. You're you're gonna. We're all gonna be in the classroom, and we're gonna go through the whole shabiel. That that's brilliant.
1: And then, so you're at a company now. Think at a brigade level where you have, uh, SOMB, SEMB, WOMB moves. So senior officer movement, senior enlisted, senior warrant officers, and you're getting sometimes thirteen to twenty soldiers coming in to your. Unit. Oh wow. Every, you know and this is every year and then you get retirements you get people that um lateral in people lateral out one year we moved 96 people out of our in and out of our unit
0: well that's a valid point sponsorship isn't just for the new people coming in sponsorship is also for the people leaving yeah it, it's it it ties into retention and making sure that people are taken care of uh, I think for me and my organization, I think we have to start at the beginning at building block one and figure out how to do this right and make it more effective. But the end goal, yeah, for sure, is to be keeping track of those people that are leaving the organization and uh, sponsoring them on their way out to bigger and better things, whether it's another organization or retirement. Yep. And again, it sponsorship ties into Retention. Hey, you're a year out from, uh, your, um, your your ETS. What are you thinking? What What's your goal? What do you want to do? And that's where that first drill that
1: that soldier's with they can meet the unit retention counselor. And when that person finds them later on, they're not. Oh, who's this guy or mm-hmm. gal? Who's this person talking to me about staying in? I haven't seen you since, ever. Right. You know,
0: now do you have in your organization, do you have uh, a few people like designated as sponsors or is it just somebody in the section or the platoon or whatever is going to be the sponsor? We pick willy nilly.
1: So kind of both being a brigade, we have different, it's a different um, structure. Yeah. So being in the S four, When a new soldier comes into S4, I want to know, are they, is it, is it a cook? Is it maintenance? What is it from there? From there, I can marry that person up. Maybe it's that, maybe it's that junior NCO's uh, raider. And what better way to get to know your raider and your raider get to know the soldier for your NCOER than to have them hang out for a weekend. At least you break that ice. It's not the first time they, you can get a pretty good read on people after, you know, a weekend with them. No,
0: And that makes sense. When you say, when you bring it back to the Raider, like that soldier's Raider, that makes sense for when you have, let's say a, a specialist from another organization that's coming in to take one of your NCO slots. That's actually really smart. Where are they going to fall in? Who's going to be the Raider except for in at the company level where I'm at, that would probably end up being the squad leader. And I can't utilize the squad leader to be a sponsor because the squad leader's got so many things going on. However, uh, I could use the assistant squad leader, which would be pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, team leaders as well. I guess I'll go on to say this, um, And this is what I'm thinking for my organization. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, But what I was thinking was, what if we identified, uh, again, company level, I identify in each squad one to two people, preferably two, you are the sponsors. And then I bring all of those sponsors, the identified sponsors into a room And I'm not saying train them on what the sponsorship program should be, but have an open conversation, an open dialect to say, what do we want the sponsorship program to be in our organization? What do we want it to look like? And what is the end goal? And as a collaborative, we figure that out. And then this way, those people know, like, okay, I get a new soldier in. I know that they're going to go to first squad. I know that one of these two people are going to be the sponsor. Boom, they're signed. I say, hey, sponsor, this new soldier's coming in. Here's their information. And now because we've all come together, we've talked about it, um, and we've decided this is what our sponsorship program is going to look like. And it doesn't matter whether you're first squad, second squad, third squad, so forth, everybody's on the same page as to what that should look like for your organization. I think that's a great idea because everybody's organization is different.
1: Yep. So actually, I'm not sure if I talked to you or who I talked to you or talked to about this. Think of it as a a franchise. When I walk into McDonald's, pretty much anywhere in the United States, let's say, not in the world, but in the United States, Mm -hmm. I know if I order a number one, I know exactly what I'm getting. I know if I order a number nine exactly what I'm getting. It doesn't matter if I'm in Seattle or Tampa, Florida. I know what I'm getting. Now there may be local variations. I maybe you'll get the the McCuban sandwich in, in Tampa Bay. <laughs> right. You know, or Miami or something, right? Right. Where I wouldn't be able to get that in Seattle.
0: Yeah. Didn't you you, did, you were saying uh in, in one area of the country you can just walk in and get a forty piece McNugget. And then yeah, you go to another area. area. It doesn't exist. Can't. Yeah. That was a pretty awesome conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it is true. And I actually had this conversation, and not to go off subject, but we yeah. have a little bit of time. Uh, I had this conversation about uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh th- where they 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 have their house sauces that you can get everywhere throughout the country, and then they create these like basic blends. Or these blends and they're limited edition. Okay. Well, I've gone in. I've been like, oh my god, this blend is awesome, and then I go back two weeks later, like, yeah, we're out. We can't get no more. I guarantee you, there's another area of the country that's not selling them. They could send them here uh, again. That has no relevance to what we're talking about. It just triggered a thought in my in my head.
1: It it's consistency though. Right, right. How how I do it in my area is not how you're doing it in your area, but I can give you that skill set to land well, I mean, and make it better.
0: Right. I mean, that's what the army uh total the total army total. sponsorship program is. It's the it's the horse blanket. It's the foundation, the building block to say, hey, this is what you have to have and this is what it's supposed to do. But I have say three different locations spread across my state. And in one location my demographic could mean that this is how I sponsor people. You go to the other side of the state, and they're Democrat. They're Democrat. Uh, they're demographic. <laughs> no, they're they demographic. <laughs> again, we're trying to do this live. Their demographic is completely different, so they have to do their they have to twist their sponsorship program a little bit to make it work for their for the organization.
1: Right, but overall, right? Like I said, you may get that that Mc sandwich. Down in Tampa, right. But in Miami, it might be something different. Absolutely, just changing it up. You're still getting the same service, but I'm giving you additional resources for that area, for that demographic, for that geographic location.
0: So, what are some things if you were let's let's just let me throw a hypothetical question out there for you. If you were a sponsor, a brand new Sergeant Seagar is brand new to your organization and and without being necessarily specific, what is something that you would want to make sure that Sergeant Seagar knows on day one about your organization that might be irrelevant somewhere else? where the best places to sleep are <laughs> Oh, that's a whole nother episode right there. Exactly. The sham shield. No, (laughs) uh,
1: basically. So when you come into my armory, how do you, how do you navigate? Where is your unit compared to the other units that we share the armory with? If you happen to get lost and end up down at the MPs, uh, who do you talk to there? That's not going to chew your ass for being in the the wrong orderly room. Right. Right. That kind of stuff. That's so you don't go down to the band and end up playing the oboe.
0: I mean, unless you're, unless, I you're, unless you're an oboe player. Or. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah. You never know when the kazoo is going to be needed in the army band. If you were brand new into my organization, into my, my little detachment, my little neck of the woods, I would say, hey, look, because I'm a truck driver, right? Like, no matter how much everybody else uh, makes you mad or affects you or whatever, there there's a few things you need to know. Uh, one is, you, you, are you a mechanic? Probably not. So, be nice to the mechanics because without them, your truck might not run. <laughs> be works. nice to the people who pay you. Be nice to the people who clothe you. And be nice to the people who feed you. Because if you're nice to them, ultimately it'll make your life a whole lot easier within this organization. Realize well, that for sure. I'm a truck driver and I can drive truck all day long, but if it ain't for everybody else's effort, there's no truck for me to drive. Right. That's probably the biggest thing that I <clears throat> will say when coming in to my organization. If you have any input that you would like to provide about your sponsorship program in your organization, what works for you and even what doesn't work for you, uh, let us know.
1: Looks like that's another mission completed. A 30-mile check ride in the bag. Hit us up, podcastefm at gmail.com. Or follow podcastefm
0: on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Sergeant Bacon. And I'm Sergeant Seagar. As always, eyes forward. March. March. Time for some legal shit. The views and opinions expressed right here on EFM are that of our own. They do not reflect those of Creative Brain Candy or their affiliates.